Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. And it's the Playroom. It is your instant match reaction for Everton 1. Manchester City 3. Uh, I'm joined by Mark Mosey. Uh, we managed to get away, Mark, just in time for the biblical storm hit around Goodison and Merseyside in general. Uh, first and foremost, have you ever seen lightning like that in your life on the way back from the ground today? Yeah, I'm going to make some dad joke about it being the only spark but very good yeah very good. thank you we will, <laughs> on the second take of the pod I will do that without introducing myself to the joke but um, yeah a bit of fucking pathetic fallacy on the way back from the ground really isn't it I think we were all feeling the bit glum and uh, as the rain battered down I think that's the point where most Evertonians were making their way down Goodison Road um, I have been privy over the years to many a park end exodus, but that one tonight for anyone was for anyone that was sat in that end was something else. I applaud each and every one of you. Was it as soon as Jonathan Pickford fucked up that kick? Every, everyone was up off the seat. I reckon of the of the people who left, seventy percent of them were off their asses while the ball was in mid air. I guess I know I was. Um, but yeah, we, we have seen those moments down the years where, you know, they, they are just game-ending situations, aren't they? But um, I'm sure we'll go on to talk about about Jordan Pickford's involvement in that and um, bizarrely in the other goals, which is being highlighted on Amazon Prime tonight. But um, I, I personally don't think he owes us anything with his with his distribution and, um, you know, everything he, he's done for us over the years. I know there's been little hit-and-miss spells, but for people to, to jump the gun and say that he was at fault in any way for Everton ultimately losing that football match I think you are um, you are neglecting the previous 92 minutes where Man City looked unfortunately like a very very good football team um, you know I, I, I do I do think there was a blueprint there that there was a plan there that was working and ironically I think if, if we were possibly going to beat Man City tonight I'd have probably just done exactly what I've just watched um, sometimes things don't go your way or the other team are, are obviously just supremely technically better than us but um, there was moments there was moments wasn't there in the first half in particular where you thought this game is here for us in the next 30 seconds if we can just get another one or 
Um, you know, when Pickford makes that double save up at the Gladys Street end, you think, you know, maybe tonight is our night. But um, it's ultimately not to be. It's another one where you look at and think, is this just too many games in quick succession for Everton ending in playing the world champions? Um, you know, we got beat by a very, very good football team. And it's, it's, I'm not going to reflect on this in May and point at this as the reason why we finish wherever we do. Uh, Dave Downey joined us. Uh, did you enjoy the weather on the way back into town, Dave? Yeah, it was. Uh, I, fe- I felt. Uh, I felt. <laughs> I felt. Uh, I felt safe being in a car. To be honest with you, mate, it was much easier being inside the car. Um, yeah, seeing. The, I've never seen lightnings like that. I mean, you, you'll see it much more, mate, on your way home there, Mark. Yeah, but the. Um, a bit of lightning in the game, wasn't it? So was the end. Jack Real is having a fight with everyone and all that. Did you see what happened at the end? Well, obviously you wouldn't have on the way back um, Grealish goes up to shake uh, Patterson's hand Patterson says no and Grealish starts absolutely seething against him while walking off the pitch Are you goes over the second yellow then? <laughs> <laughs> Probably should have but yeah I'm sick of watching this right now mate to be honest with you the fact we got that penalty unbelievable well, I say unbelievable when I seen it I said sadly and this is how sad the game is these days I was like yeah that's a penalty it's a penalty and how sad it is that you have to say that. Is it a penalty though? Yeah, it's no. a penalty these days. It's, it's no, not. It's not. It's no, not it, it is now. But it is because now. His arm is across his face. He's moved his arm towards. He's not, he's not extended his silhouette. His arm is across his face. The ball has hit him in the arm. Yeah, it's hit him in the fender. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Before you consider the ball is flying 10 rows deep in the park end and not even going near the goal. Does that matter though? No, it doesn't it these days. Matter. It doesn't these days, mate. That's, a, that's why it's such a killer. That right? we're sitting there fucking seething. And then we consider the fact the referee gave a corner, gestured for a corner, and then as soon as he's sur- as soon as he's surrounded by four city players, changes his decision. That was the line He turns the lines. Right. The lines okay. the lines so the re- gives it. So the referee's five yards away and the linesman's thirty yards away. The linesman gives it, so the referee goes, right, okay, yeah, I'm going to give that. Nobody in that involved. It's an absolute disgrace. That is, there is not, right, outside of your usual suspects, you tell me a team in the league that's getting that given as a penalty, not a single one. There's no, I think that there's very few referees who give that penalty for, as Q suggested, any, any other team bar the elite here. But I think, I can't imagine a world where a linesman overrules a referee to say might be a penalty to Everton that mate because it just that that situation in that game be it at Goodison Park or at the Etihad that it simply doesn't happen uh, and I know you know we talk about corrupt and all this sort of stuff it's just unconscious bias for me I think that, that you know that linesman's not on the take from the league let's be honest but he sees a Man City player smash a ball towards the goal you know they can't that, that ball can't have travelled more than two yards before hitting Amadou and Arna no. who as Keith said has got the it, the arm in line with his body it, it either goes in the stand or it goes in his face does he even hit him on the arm well it's going to break his nose off it's hit his armpit rolled up his arm like and then hit him in the face the phrase right? that always gets mentioned is unnatural position I don't know if ever, anyone's ever been kicked in the face with a footy before but I, f- I find it quite natural to try and stop that yeah, from happening the video's uh, on here now his arm is across his face it's not away from the body in any way shape or form 
it's less than a yard away. But the problem is, like I said, as soon as I saw it, as soon as I saw that, I thought it's a penalty. And the reason why I thought it was a penalty is it's because of what they do these days. What they got on here now, Clattenberg. Wonder what he's saying over there. But you know, it went what? Right. The problem is. Do you think you go to a point where that's naive for a player to do? They know it's going to be a penalty. I think it's natural to do that. The problem in this situation is. The referee's giving it on the field. Even though he's given the corner initially, he's then changed his mind and given a penalty. So VAR has to prove he's made a mistake by giving the penalty, right? And there's not enough in it because the ball does touch his arm. There's no getting away from the ball. In fact, the ball touches his arm, right? But that hinges on him changing the on-field decision. If he sticks with his decision, gives the corner, and that goes to VAR, they do not give that. No, they no, can't no, give that. No, they, no. But, but then you get ones like the Carvalhoon goal against Spurs, which is like a 50-50 decision where the referee decides, or the bar decides, we are going to interfere with this one. Like that, I, I think like that, that's like a... I think it's not a penalty, but I can see why it might be given. But it's like it's it's not one of them where you feel like bars like got to get involved. Like, which, so so I can kind of get why like the referee's given it. They didn't get involved though. No, but they, they looked at it, didn't they? Because it came up on the screen in the ground. But, but do you know what I mean? Like, I can I can see why that is being given and why VAR have said yeah, that's fine. But it's like, but then you look at last weekend. and It's like, I, I can I can see why. The referees not like blew up for the uh, Andre Gomez foul before Carvalho scores. Like, and Vard doesn't need to get involved. In that. So, so why is it getting involved in that one and, and not the other one? And both of them are linesmen. Linesmen have been involved in both of those. Yeah. By the way, I don't get on this one. And Keith sort of said that then when you've got a referee that looks at it, he's what five yards away from it, looks at it, carries on, and he turns to the linesman who's waving his flag. Yeah, and he's, so you're he, saying, he's twenty yards away from him. You're saying that that referee is not good enough to do his job. That you have to take the decision away. They from would him. then, but he, they would then say that's what VAR's there for. They'd say he's missed this, but the reason why that pisses you off so much is because there was no VAR in charge past the linesman saying it's a pen. That's that's why it's so disgusting. And the other thing, that's why sadly I said then, as soon as I seen it, thought that's a penalty based. On what we have this season in the six game, six teams get six teams in the league get that penalty. Yeah, right. Oh, away. Now you tell me, bias, unconscious bias, blatant bias or not, you tell me that's not corrupt, right? Because these teams are playing <laughs> for a lot of money beyond everything else, right? There's a lot of money involved in this game, and that money is being funneled to the bigger teams on the back of these decisions, right? <laughs> And these decisions, time and time and time and time and time again, go for a certain select group of teams. You tell me that's not corrupt. No, no, it's hard to make a case if you wanted to do so. Do you know what I mean? The problem with that decision, I think, tonight, and in particular the Gomez one last week, is that you are very, very quickly getting to a situation where every single every single phase of play or tackle or handball or whatever it may be is governed by VAR yeah, yeah. but there's only certain things they can look at they well, can't look at a second yellow they can't look at yeah. if it should have been a corner or a goal kick I think, uh, you know, the, the talk now is how much the referee's on field decision means you know, I, I can very easily see a, see, sorry, see a situation in four or five years time where there just isn't a referee because if, yeah, if, that, yeah, if that's yeah. how we're going to do it 
you know, just put a security guard on so Grealish doesn't bang anyone else. And then other than that, you might as well just let some computer do all the ref. Well, well, everyone's in it behind them. If ten of them are voting and six of them winning, then that's the decision. Like, yeah. well, like, well, like, if, if we're putting like a load of stock in the on-field decision. Like, I, I can get why that tonight is a penalty. Like, I, I can totally get on board with that and say, do you know what? You see Ronaldo's hands up, he's protecting his face, but he's not outside the silhouette. Live but speed, live speed, that looks like yeah, penalty. I can, I, can right? get, I can get on board with that and say, right, do you know what? The referee's made that decision. Fine. But, like, why isn't that the case for us? Like I said before, like, at Spurs, like, at Spurs, like the referee's seen that. This is the referee's seen that. It's like, so, so why are they getting involved? It's like a, a minute detail with that one and looking at it so slowly. And like, I think it's about 30 seconds to look at the one tonight. It wasn't on the screen for long anyway in the ground. Like, and I might be wrong here, but it's like, go back and look at that frame by frame. Then I say, and look, watch it at full speed and say, is Anana protecting his face? Is he outside the line of a silhouette, like you said? And, it, and it, it's not, it, that's not a penalty when you do it like that. So, very strange. But just, just in regards to, you know, you're all at the screen now, is there any more? Yeah, Bob, 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 Bob. Bob. The owner's just about to go to your seat there, you know, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> He's going up to speak to Gail Cleachy. Oh, Pickford's really alive. <laughs> He's on penalty, by the way. Uh, yeah. But in regards to overall, I just spoke to Mary's about it, but Dave, um, again, like, it's, it's, it's annoying to say, and maybe people like feel differently, but after the way we played tonight, I couldn't really ask for much more from them. I think they gave everything. Good game plan, first half. I just feel like the best team in the world came out in the second half and played well 15 minutes in the, and they picked us apart a little bit. Yeah, I think the, the point I, was, I made at, at half-time was it, Everton is so well drilled now. Um, perhaps based on how well we've gone for the last six games, lost 2-1-4 um, and probably should have at least got a point at Spurs. I think we're so consistent at being able to play in a particular style that Dice has drilled into these lads that I think City coming here tonight and wouldn't have fancied that. Go 1-0 down they couldn't fancy that at all um, and, and I think that basing that as our style of play whatever people want to call it and watch us and analyse it to the you know the nth degree I think Everton coming out and playing like that maybe we'd, we'd, we'd be absolutely fine at Goodison I know they're the things that we've struggled I think we have struggled to get to a style that we just hammer and hammer and hammer now when Dice was initially with us and got to the early parts of the season I think he's looking at the opponents we've got more so than the side we've got I think he's flipped that and it's just us, just us as we are. The side we've got, the players who are in, that he's looking at before he even looks at who we're playing. That's what I'm looking at Man City, Man City there. I've never looked at us against them and think we've had to play a particular way. You could put any opposition against us today and not know who they are. And you wouldn't you wouldn't be looking at Everton thinking they're playing different because of who they're playing. Um, and yeah, I mean, you go one up there. He must have had a fucking nightmare at half-time. You know, thinking how it was... The, the only thing that pissed me off most of it... Was Bernardo Silva having the ball as much as he absolutely wanted it to? That's the only thing that wrecked me head. I think first half, first half is the template for the perfect way to play against Manchester City, right? They were they were direct, they were in the face, they pressed everything, and you saw when they put the press on. City didn't want it. City made mistakes. They put the ball out for throw-ins, whatnot. They gave the ball away. They lumped it long, right? My big complaint is they came out second half and sat off that first 10 minutes of the second half they sat off and let City get on the ball and dictate the game again and fair enough you might be tired after a first half of pressing like that but you just had a 15 minute break and if you're that tired that you can't press a ball in midfield put your hand up and ask to be subbed and get a pair of legs on who will press the ball yeah 
we, we Do we have any midfielders on the bench? No, that's <laughs> it. And, and, and Keane comes on. I mean, good I mean they had Dan Juma on the bench, yeah. who could have come on for Harrison and pushed him in inside yeah. and dropped Gomez back. What I will say is, I think Andrew Gomez played quite well tonight. I will give him that credit. I think he was good on the ball. His final product wasn't quite there a couple of times tonight. Get like His final ball was a little bit off, but he looked composed on the football. He looked like he wanted the football in midfield. He looked like he wanted the ball. He wanted to get things moving forward, at least. And if that's a sign under Dyche that he's going to take players that we've previously written off and make them into competent footballers who can come in and do a job, then it's no bad thing. Same with Michael Keane. Michael Keane looked good when he came on. He won a couple of really important tackles, won a lot of his headers. My one gripe with Keane tonight is that one where he won the ball in the centre circle, charged on, and then passed it wide. Just hit it! Just hit it. We know, we know you've got an absolute rocket about you. Just have a lash. Just have a go. Um... I think the first half is the perfect game plan to play Man City. The second half, obviously, they sit off a little bit. City get the equaliser, and then there's the thing, TM, that happens. We we, we can't go on about that anymore, otherwise people are going to just switch off. But after that, the game's gone. City go into ball retention, comfortable, play the ball about. Even then, we made a couple of chances, right? This is a diff- this is a different animal to Everton 22-23, Everton 21-22, right? There is a fight about this side. There is a, a commitment about this side. And they will go for it. Admittedly, that the, the only big chance we had was the Calvert-Lewin one. How he's missed it, from my angle, it looks easier to score, but then I'm not a professional footballer. I think footballer, he's being thrown so. on his way, though. You know, his yeah. momentum is, is going to hit the yeah, no. It's exactly the same oh. chances for Charleston scored last week. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Right, just so yeah. went through my head. Similar to Harrison scored with this. You just yeah. need a slight yeah. little flick across after, the uh, After the second goal goes in, once you let City get a lead, they are nigh on impossible to peg back, yeah. right? It will happen once in a blue moon. You see what happened with... Um, with Palace the other week right but 99 times out of 100 as soon as City got a goal in front that's game over because there is no team in world football who can keep the ball like them there was there was times where they had the ball pinned against their own corner flag and they just passed the way out everything went through Rodri he's just got he's just got like he's got this awareness of the football pitch that's akin to Xavi had with Barcelona at the peak. In the, he's like he's like Busquets with muscles. Yeah. Like, he can take the ball with his back to goal, and not a single player on that team is worried that he's going to give it away. He's going to cheers for Rodri. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking this. <laughs> he's going to he's going to pick the right pass every time. Got to blue moon. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> That's great. City, <laughs> City were below average tonight and we could have got them. We did for a bit, but didn't in- inevitably. Right? What I will say is I'm not going to go all in on negativity after that. Right? That's an Everton team that's showing me something about them. Right? They, you play like that against 15 out of 19 teams in this league. <laughs> You'll get at least a point. You won't lose, yeah. right? Yeah. 
you're just unlucky tonight. You're get up against officially the world champions, the best footballing side in the world. I, it, I thought it was just a nice, refreshing change with Andre Gomez. You know, I've, I've, I feel like I spend so much of my time at Goodison Park looking at whatever three lads are in that midfield, thinking who's the most advanced, who's sitting, who's the ball player. I'm just sort of a little bit confused by it and just seeing something a little bit different. I thought he looked a bit tetchy on the ball early on. He looked like someone who knew he hadn't played the Goodison Park for a while. And, you know, there was a couple of, a couple of very simple loose passes, but, you know, most of his game wasn't that. It was just getting stuck yeah. in and into the city midfielders, which is just not his game, sadly, yeah, exactly. is it? Um, I think the thing that was really, really good and clever about Everton tonight was that, that press that you've all mentioned was so intelligent. It wasn't gung-ho. Yeah. And yeah, they when, knew when to press. When, when they did, off, yeah. th- there were a couple of occasions where so the ball went back to Edison and the, the two centre-halves split and we had three lads ride up yeah. on top of them and it took us apart. And th- it's almost as though people like McNeil and Harrison and, and even someone like Gomez, who was usually the most advanced of those three, looked at that and thought, if we keep doing that, we're going to get absolutely battered here. Yeah. And if you look back at the, at the goal that we scored, this might shock people but the park end was getting a bit frustrated <laughs> because City have got the ball at the back and it's almost as though we're, we're relatively comfortable letting them have the ball in certain areas and James Garner is very clever in terms of allowing someone like Rodri to have the ball yeah. in a situation where he thinks you're going to find it really tough to get out here you know he's obviously capable of doing it and, and did it in the second half numerous times Size but exactly but like I think you said, man, perfect example. You said that we exactly like Busquets, just a beast. We set traps for the yeah. best team in the world, yeah. and that, that was that was really really clever to see how Deitch, who's had what five days, is it four days to prepare a team to go and play against the, one of the best sides any of us will ever see at that ground, to be able to do that and to to put them into situations like we did in the first half. Came off for forty-five minutes, absolutely. And I think we, you know, we said on the way back into town after the game in that. Not, not because he was personally having such a diabolical game, but John Stones going off really hurt us because that kind of Stones, Ake at left back and Akanji at centre half next to him, they looked really uncomfortable. The, the, you know, the, the one where Beto ran across Akanji and him and Gomez won a foul for a free kick, and you thought there's, there's so many places in the world that those two lads at centre half would rather be than playing against Beto now. That's um, why it's such a that was why it's such an intelligent setup that he put in yeah. there. Other thing as well, thought that was probably the best game that Harrison's had for us. Yeah. Thought he was brilliant on the yeah. right hand side. Harrison again. Tonight, yeah. well, you know when you said there we'd have three players up against theirs whenever the, the, when they split their full backs on either side. You got three players of ours yeah. trying to win it back. To the exact opposite for him. He, he was yeah. playing that well. They had three go across to him, and he was doing all sorts of knocking it into uh, to Garner to McNeil. I thought that was a really positive performance we, we used our heads in the first half and thought Man City actually need to do something here they're, they're the ones who need to come out and score and you know to Everton's credit we tried to just keep doing exactly the same thing when, when we went 1-0 ahead um, the, the problem is just undoubted quality isn't it you know if, if someone like Foden picks the ball up you know, the part of the game plan for Sean Dyche is probably if Foden has the odd shot from 30 yards, then we'll try and deal with it. Um, you know, sadly, he's just great at kicking the soccer. It's a great goal, isn't it? <laughs> I have a bit of a controversial gripe that I'm going to bring up, and I'm going to go in on a bunch of 14-year-old kids here. Yeah. But what is the point in our ball, boys? <laughs> right? Oh, my word. At 2-1 down, 
and two one down. They've got a ball sat at their feet and they don't move. This is they normally PG, down. you know, who has to up it at 15 or 18. I'm, you know? ju- I'm, I'm going all in here, right? Because there was no a point. I'm not shite, I don't know. Well, Jordan Pickford had to run 40 yards to get a ball when there was a ball boy 10 yards away from him with a ball at his feet. Why are we putting the balls around the pitch if we're not going to throw them to is the this team? This is not like a Premier League rule. No. No, no, it's like they're all, they're all the balls are stocked along because they quit that, didn't they? That was only meant to be there for COVID. I can only imagine like this is something Everton have decided to do as like a, yeah. a thing. I can accept it when Everton are winning 1-0 and defending a lead, but when uh, Everton are trailing a game and just sitting down and just like, yeah, go on, you chase that. What is the point? Why have them? Do you also do you want the balls volleyed into the stands when we're, when we're winning? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. You know, like that. Um, who was the one in Spain where the player went to get it off the ball boy and he just chucked it off his, over his shoulder while maintaining dead eye contact? <laughs> I want that. I want that level of pettiness from our ball boys. So basically. Get the ball boys in at 8 o'clock tomorrow morning for extra training. Sort of dice. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to say one more thing there about the attitude we've all got. Normally you'd say, you go 1-0 up in that game, you see like, oh, oh, when we're heading to it, like yourself, you've been really positive recently, Matt. Go into that game, you think, I'll take a draw now. I'll take yeah, a draw right now. We didn't play like we were playing for a draw. And that's really refreshing rather than being really naive, Matt. And that's when... That's when I get more of what you're persistently, consistently saying about there's a positivity about this, there's wind. It's not bad, this team's not bad. No, it's not. not. Bad and, 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 no, but that's, that's a pure example of what you've been saying about this. The fact that you're able to go out there and think, you know what, yeah. we can do these, we can do these in our particular style. Not thinking of anybody else, not thinking of City have fucking battered the best sides in the world yeah. when they've gone away to them. It's like, we play like Everton, yeah confidence in what we're doing we can we can we can play these you know what I mean that's why I wouldn't go into that game thinking it'd be good if you get a point don't get me wrong but you don't want to go out there to play to get a point and we certainly didn't do that I think you, the most important thing as a as a fan and you know the emotions you mentioned going into the game I want to come away from that game and look at the next three or four games and think we'll be alright here you know, there have been times haven't they coming away from you know I appreciate it's Man City tonight but coming yeah, away from yeah. defeats in general at Goodison thinking where on earth are our next points coming from um, th- there is a there is a resolute nature about this side where you think you know even if you take a hit on, on a night like tonight there is something about them that will pick themselves up albeit in three or four days but do you not also think that like obviously you only had like 10% of the ball or whatever when do we play again by the way is it tomorrow or (laughs) (laughs) just just the one thing I was saying about that is that's why I've that's exactly why we're so good away from home what I saw tonight exactly why you can be as compact as they want to be you can get out and and, and spread out as as much as they want to be Beto was well starting that game was such a good choice from uh, Dice he was very struck with Mercy tonight wasn't he oh yeah but that's what you do against the easy talking about like when they made their change when Stones went off I thought you've got a good chance here because that back four is not City's top back four I think after after six minutes where Beto was getting legged along their back four I got why Carvalhoon wasn't playing because you know with, with the congestion coming up and you know arguably not our greatest chance of picking up points tonight I thought I, I can I can see why you know sacrifice is probably a bit too far for someone like Beto in a game like that but you think you, you do some running for him for 65-70 minutes and then if you know arguably if Dice gets to 2-1 down and he's got the option of bringing Carvalho and on 
this morning, he probably thinks, Christ, we'll, give it, we'll give it a whirl in that 20. Should we have brought him on as part of a two? I'd never want to I, see I, that. I, I think most teams in the Premier League tear you apart if that happens. Um, they definitely do. Um, I think if he has another midfielder, he does, but because there's no one to change a midfield, he's got to yeah. kind of keep. He said exactly that in the comments. So he said, it's all well and good having Bethel up there fighting for everything, even if he wins the ball. If you got next to him, if you got near him, I mean, we can play it too. That, that's an issue we've got a lot of times when we're not, we're not, we don't have the possession enough in most games, but we always find make it work. You got Calvert Lewin on there, he's obviously the better striker of the two. Um, I thought it was good that he started better ahead of uh, Calvert Lewin in this I one. I think so. Calvert Lewin, like, I'm, don't get me wrong, I'm delighted that he's fit to play repeated games now but the last couple of games he has looked knackered he hasn't looked as sharp so rotate the squad he's done like the team he set out tonight and that first half shows that he had the right set up yeah. we've just been inherently unlucky slash slightly off it in the second half and been punished for it right like Moses touched on there we say you look at We've lost two league games on the bounce, plus a cup game on penalties now, right? You look at that, and past seasons, heads go down, you think, oh, where's our next point coming from? Next four league games, Wolves at home, Villa, uh, Wolves away, Villa home, Fulham away, Spurs at home. You look at the team, and you look at how they've played in the recent games, you could see that team taking six, seven, eight, nine points from those four games easily because there are teams that they can get at they're not world class sides like we played tonight and if they keep this level of effort keep the level of performance up they will get enough points that they will be comfortably clear by the end we've been a little bit unlucky recently with like teams below us picking up points and it sort of narrows the gap and it just goes to show the importance of those four four wins on the bounce where we did pick up the points to give us that buffer to say right okay we can have a couple of games where we don't get the rub of the green neither will they though as well with those games yeah. that, those opponents don't, they're not going to the ones below us well yeah Luton aren't going to win every week are they no no, no they, they'll, they'll fall off Luton to be fair to them yeah, yeah. look great and look inspired off the lad that basically it's half problem and all that looks like the fans have probably got to get a shirt out all that that sort of just got you know they, they oh, look, I'm so they look decent play. how many weeks are they going to do that for I, I, I've had that sort of thing, mate. So I wouldn't have liked it myself, to be honest with you. Like you say, would you want? Would you want some? No, absolutely. Down down on the back. Can, can just, before you say something to edit out, uh, <laughs> I just want to finish by saying, um, I know we always say like we don't mention him anymore because he's so good every week. But how good is Jared Brown? Wait, like I thought he was like out, absolutely outstanding tonight. Like on the ball, reading the game, battling, scrapping, absolutely amazing. I think the one that stands out I think it was Alvarez who was going for a goal he kind of shoves him out the way and instead of just giving it wide to his left back or going straight into Anana or whoever was in the middle he sprays a ball out to Jack Harrison on the right wing and just think it, it reminded me of that Rooney quote when he went into training he just went these are all crap <laughs> because I, I, I bet you he does that every time he walks onto that pitch but um, it, you know you're right in that like there was a couple of times in the second half down in the, the corner of the main stand in the park end where he just kind of nonchalantly shrugs off an attacker and, and plays it out and you think 
I've I've watched so many experienced defenders toil in doing simple things like that. Um, and the, the only disturbing part of that is the the fella in the other dugouts who was probably watching him thinking I'd love a bit of that. Um, but, <laughs> you know, time will tell. But we'll probably have him in two weeks, mate. We've, we've got a, we've got a very very good footballer on our hands in Jared Brown's way, definitely. Well, the, the only the, the ironic thing about that is um, I've raved about Michalenko all season. He's been replayed this season so far. I'd have actually preferred. I wouldn't say he struggled tonight, but when Bernardo Silva was getting it over his side, mate, Bernardo Silva was magnificent. Um, it, it's hard not to allow him to have the space he wants when you're trying to put inside from him. But Brandweight went over there a few times to help out Michalenko. Sort of looking at it, thinking when he was playing left back for us, Brandweight, he looked, he looked insanely good at left back as well. So it's almost, it must be half a dice to think. What what can't this lad do where I could actually use him if I need him in a certain position? Quick shout out for Jared Brandt, wait. <laughs> <laughs> what about Pickford's kick though? Right, right, no, we 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 what I'll say about Jared Brandt, is the same thing I said about John Stones, is he has every attribute to be an England captain in future if he kicks on. Right? He's a very good footballer right now. He has everything about him to be a world-class centre-half. You're playing for them in six months, England, mate. If he develops, yeah. if he keeps going that way. I'll, I'll have a fiver on him making that England Euro squad. Seven to one of those, isn't it? No, right. Well, I'm joking. <laughs> you're joking at seven to one. Right. I'll, I'll have a little punt on that because he is that good a footballer and he can't go unnoticed for that much longer. The thing Everton have to do right is they have to decide when the right time is to sell him. Because let's not be honest, he, let's be honest here, he's not going to have a full career at Everton Football Club, right? He's going to move on. So you've got to decide when you're going to sell him on and when you can maximise what you get for him and how you can then reinvest that. And with, the, with everything going on with Everton at the moment, how that could be pivotal in turning around the fortunes of a football club because you've got an absolute gem on your hands there. He is a sensational footballer and like you look at him a couple of years ago, he was so raw, he was so naive, he dived into tackles that he didn't need to make. Now, I don't think, and I, I think you'd be hard pressed to find a better centre half in the league right now yeah. with timing his tackles he knows when to tackle and when to stand off and when he when he commits to a tackle it's a sure thing it's a guarantee he's coming away with the ball that's a rare commodity in a footballer now people people will rip you and, and equally for saying you'd sell them at the best time you can and at the most that you can because you'll get loads of blues saying oh we need to go back and still have him as part but that's not how it works these days no one's going to rip you O'Keefe no <laughs> I mean fold him and know when to fold him <laughs> I, I hope you can hear that oh, otherwise that is pointless that's why, that's why, yeah, I, that's why right. I was laughing when he said if the song's not coming through in the background, Kenny Rogers, the gambler, is playing right now, which is kind of fitting. And if anybody wants to rip me on this, then 
I will happily listen to your complaints and tell you why you're no, wrong. No, 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 but that's it. People still say that. Because I said this. I've said this on a couple of our shows saying he's not going to be at Evan for long. I've been getting fucking people saying, oh, what the fuck are you saying? That four, we're going to be fine. I'm like, Everton are not the team that keeps him. No team along the lines, no club along the lines. Arguably, the problem is Stones. Because I, if exactly. I was him, I'd People look at that and think. Like Stones, he's better than Stones. And it, you know, obviously, as an Everton player and as a Premier League footballer, as a, as a British footballer, he'll look at him and think, "I'll have a bit of that. I'm going to play for the best manager in the world. I'll win the absolute lot." Um, but does it make sense? He's just signed a five-year contract, by the way. Yeah, because he's really good, and we protected our assets, aren't we? <laughs> no, I'm on about him. Yeah. If it's him, obviously, the more I mean, money. He's playing really well, isn't he? So. Um, well, listen, you've got to know when to walk away and know when to run, so we'll leave it there. <laughs> uh, happy Christmas, everybody. I've got a, a great a great few days. Uh, cheers from me, Keith, Dave and Mark. We'll be back this week to reflect on that in a bit more detail and preview walls of the top is. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.